more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Bavarians is for your man and you too. What did you say? No boulder dash or baloney here. Cheers, everyone, and welcome to the Unfiltered Gentleman. And now, breaking the seal all over the finer things of life, Greg Scott and Dan. That's right. Welcome in, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. We are the Unfiltered Gentlemen, and we're on the backside of 150. <laughs> welcome Woo. to Batch 151. <laughs> I am Greg, or that's Scott. Oh, yeah. And that's Dan. What? Oh, my God, Oops. Dan. Did you get no. kicked in the, uh, in the bits? <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Hmm. Boop, 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 boop. There it is. <laughs> uh, once again, Dan is out. I think he's still being affected by the plague. The measles is going around. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yikes. I hope it's not that. Wow. hope he's okay. We are being joined by Shannon. Shannon, thank you so much. Hi. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for breaking up the sausage fest one more time. <laughs> I do what I can. I think the listeners probably appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, like if you could just rotate in for one person every week, that'd be great. <laughs> These guys get away with murder. Uh, anyways, thanks for listening. Like I said, uh, burp word of the week is sozzled. 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 Yes, it is a British slang for drunk, and we'll get into that during the booze news. Uh, shout out to our top listening city of last week, which was Denver, Colorado. All right. Ooh, I think I know who contributed to that. Who's that? Davis? Yeah. Well, I feel a little bad. We Last week, we talked about the three breweries yeah. in Colorado that are going out of business, and Oh, That's yeah. the week they decide to listen. Sorry, sorry, Colorado. Just reporting on the facts. Yeah. No fake news here. Uh, thanks all for listening. Don't forget to hashtag show us your beers. Rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher. We're on uh, Spotify. We're on the, all the hipstery things that you can listen to us on. So please be doing that. Uh, we got quite a bit to get to, including a couple of tasty beers. Old time of the week, beer babe of the week. T- Scott's got a tales from Uber. Wow, that it could only happen in L.A. <laughs> and uh, of course, some booze news. So let's get right into it. Let's wet the old whistles. Grab your libations, pals. It's time for beer of the week. And if you're drinking well, you know that you're my friend. And I'll say, I think I'll have myself a beer. Very excited about this one. It just hit shelves. A week or two ago, mm-hmm. we were drinking straight out of Ventura, California, Made West Hazy IPA. I love their names. They have Pale Ale, IPA, Hazy IPA. Nice and simple. Um, they do have what I would consider one of the best Pale Ales mm-hmm. on the market these days. This is 7%, 35 IBUs, has a 3.97 on Untapped and a 3.75 on Beer Advocate. From Made West, they say a hazy IPA packed with a jaw-dropping quantity of mosaic hops. This aromatic IPA has a ripe, juicy character with notes of fresh peaches and mango. A soft, silky mouthfeel is complemented by a smooth, refreshing finish. Hops used, mosaic, Simcoe, and Eureka, he exclaimed. What say you, non-IPA liker? It's good. I like it. Really? Yeah, it's juicy. It's got a nice balance to it. I definitely get the mango. Yes, I do too. The nose is very light to me, but I definitely get some tropical fruits on the tongue. Yeah, you you get some pine on the nose. I was kind of expecting 
more of the hops to be on the forefront. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a great job of balancing that out. Yep. And it is cloudy, I would say. I wouldn't call it hazy. Yeah. I'd call it cloudy. You can almost see through. I can see my finger on the other side of this glass. Yeah. Not super well, but I can see through it. Not like the uh, the one we had last week. Scott, what say you? I like it. Yeah? Yeah. Not the, uh Sorry. I, I just... Yeah, I can really hit get the citrusy kind of mm-hmm. going along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. yeah. Nice fruit characters. Yes. In the juice. Indeed. Now, we took a... A break from the hazies after our hazy tournament, but I feel like yeah. we're diving back in balls back deep. to hazy. Yes, you're a fan of the hazy. I, you know, I'm not like a hazy fanboy. I don't like seek them out, but I really like the West Coast versions of hazies. Yeah, because they're a little cleaner, like this one, but they're also juicy. They just seem to have a really nice balance to them. Where some of the like true New England IPAs, not the one we had last week, I loved it, uh, can be a little too New Englandy. Yeah, and maybe that's just because I'm a West Coast boy. Well, uh, I'm a I California girl living in a California world. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I don't like to chew when I drink beer. Right. And I find that a lot of New England's... A little chunky. Get a little chunky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like I don't really like pulp in my orange juice right. either. I was going to say, if it's got more pulp <laughs> than your mimosa, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I could dig on this. Uh, drink this all summer long, just like their delicious pale ale that is just one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, all right, let's move our ways into crotch talk. Have a grievance to share? It's time for a crotch talk. So one thing I forgot to mention last week when we were talking about the uh, the Asheville trip is we did mention that there was some really great beer at the reception. They had the Boojum, which we had on last week's show. They had their uh, Pale Ale and their Hellas. Hellas, yeah. And I like to judge a brewery by their lager. Mm-hmm. And their Hellas was fantastic it was on point it was definitely on point uh, i would love if they did like a collaboration with anagram like how oh, fun would so that amazing. be oh my god because they had a great brown too they did have a good brown mm-hmm. um so they had the two kegs five gallons each that i think you and i drink 90 percent of yeah <laughs> i mean i didn't see anybody else drinking beer on tap at the reception did you uh i think there were a couple people okay i mean we can't have kicked both kegs by ourselves i don't know this <laughs> This story might I know lead you, to... I think you tried. Mm-hmm. I did. At one point, the bartender was off. I think it was like 9 o'clock. And I went up there. I was like, how late are you here? She's like, actually, I'm leaving right now. But if you want to you know, rest the night, you can have it until it's kicked. I was like, oh, okay. I went and got a pint, drank it, went up for the next one, kicked it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and I drink Michelob Ultra. But uh, the story is, and you can... You know what I should do? I should tell it how I remember it, and you should tell me what really happened. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Around 9.45, right? Yeah. 9.45, nice and early. 10, we, yeah. 10. We had been at Gathering of the Gozas, and then we rushed over to the wedding, so we drank- And the wedding was at three. Right. So we drank a few beers with Dale and the young Matt Hardy at mm-hmm. Twin Leaf Brewing for their Goza Fest, Gathering of the Gozas. I think we had four beers there, ran to the wedding, four each, ran to the wedding, and then got to the reception and just started pounding these Boojum beers because they're delicious and they were free. And so around 9.45, 10 o'clock, here's how I remember it. I get up. I spill my Michelob Ultra. Mm-hmm. No big deal. I just put a little water on the table. Uh, and I go to the room because, and we're staying on site where the wedding is because I'm thinking, I am really drunk. It has just hit me how drunk I actually am. I may throw up, but no matter what, bad things will happen if I stay. Like, how responsible of this drunk was? I was so surprised how responsible I was. 
So I go to the room and I'm thinking I may throw up. So I go to the bathroom and I kind of sit in front of the toilet. And I was like, you yeah, know, I think I'm good. I, I don't feel like I'm going to throw up anymore. I think that has passed. But God damn, this cold tile feels so nice. <laughs> so I sort of fell asleep in the bathroom. <laughs> And then she starts texting. Sort of. Yeah. And then she starts texting me, which I didn't remember the conversation. I just kind of remembered that you had texted me to like check on me or something. Uh-huh. Uh Didn't remember at all. Next day, I read the text messages. No errors. No typos. Drunk Greg was on <laughs> point. Not only was he responsible and put himself to bed, but he was on point on the text game. I probably sounded like a sober person with the fingers. I was... Other than the fact that I apologized immensely, immensely. for leaving. Because in my mind, I had ghosted you. Yeah. I had been drunk. I got up and I just fucking walked away. <laughs> and I felt so bad that I left you there with your one friend who was also in from out of town. I just like, I don't want to be that guy who's like, can't handle his booze. And I felt so bad. And so I just kept apologizing because I thought I ghosted you. Yeah. Tell us the real story. <laughs> so roughly 10 o'clock, uh-huh. Greg leans over to me and he says, I am really drunk. Accurate. It was accurate. I'm really drunk and I may or may not throw up. I think I need to go to bed. And I was like, okay. He Once again, I, responsible drunk Greg. I had been up <laughs> dancing, so I feel like I had sort of gotten the booze out of my system mm-hmm. to some degree. So I clearly was doing better than Greg. He also drank while we were up dancing, so he was way ahead of me. For every beer you missed, I drank one. Right, exactly. (laughs) So uh, he got up, spilled his Michelob, which whatever, no big deal. Yeah, no harm, no foul. It's like the brewery down in San Diego. Their water tap is Michelob. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is true. It makes sense. Um, And he left, and I said, as he's leaving, I said, text me when you get to the room. Don't remember Which was on property. This did not exist. And a good... 15 minutes goes by. It was like a three or four minute walk. I wasn't like we had like a secondary. It was on property, but you know, down the road. A little bit of a walk. So about 15 minutes goes by and I'm like, all right, he has to be at the room by now. He's got to be there. Or dead. Yeah. I mean, or (laughs) Or he's you fell in the pond and the non-existing snapping. The snapping turtle is eating. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So um, I text him you doing okay? And he replies back, I'm so sorry. I'm so drunk. And I'm like, it's all good. Did you make it to the room? Which is really all I care about. Like, are you sitting on the side of this dirt road or are you at the room? (laughs) He's like, I'm in the room. I'm fine. I'm going to bed. Like, okay. And then I proceed to get a series of I'm sorry's. Mm -hmm. And about an hour later, we go back to our suite and I go up. And I get up into the room. He's not in the bed. His pants are on the floor. So I know he's been pants there. Pants on the floor. Pants are on the floor. <laughs> and I, the bathroom door is like cracked open and I can't see him. So I push open the bathroom door and he is just sprawled <laughs> on the tile floor <laughs> asleep. No pants. So I'm like. Sans pants. Hey, babe. <laughs> and he. Uh, wakes up and the first thing out of his mouth is i didn't puke which is true <laughs> i'm like great what you doing he's like the floor is so cold <laughs> <laughs> felt nice you know it's human there it was yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. i thought i had ghosted and hadn't said anything <laughs> so i felt so bad that i had just left you mm-hmm. but i also didn't want to throw up 
at the reception. Which I, I appreciate. I figured ghosting was better than puking, but I still felt bad for ghosting. And also, falling asleep on the bathroom floor and not puking, I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's not the worst thing I've done. No. <laughs> By a long shot. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised at how responsible Drunk Greg was, because in the past, Drunk Greg has definitely hidden his debit card from himself and just done all kinds of stupid shit. Mm-hmm. I was on my best drunk behavior. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think the real problem is your fault, because at one point, they decide, the girls who are you know reunited now from college, like, we need to do shots, because oh, all of a sudden, they thought they were in college again, so they yeah. go up to the bartender- well, the only distilled spirit that she has at the bar is gin. Yeah. There's no whiskey. There's no tequila. There's no vodka. Only gin. Who the fuck does shots of gin? <laughs> well, she like doctored it up a little bit. Oh, good. Sugary gin. <laughs> <laughs> it was not the worst thing I've ever shot. No, I was from surprised, a flavor actually. Standpoint. Yeah. But it was like, I don't know, 20 minutes after that? Yeah. When all of a sudden, it just fucking hit me like a hammer. That I was just way too drunk for society, and I needed to put myself to bed. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that you did. Well, and I did. To the <laughs> bathroom floor. Well, I <laughs> put myself not to the dirt road. Right. Mm-hmm. So, good times in Nashville. Not to be confused with Nashville. <laughs> Everyone we told that we were going or had come back from, Asheville, like, oh, you went to Nashville? Oh, you went to Tennessee? <laughs> Do I sound like I'm saying Nashville? I'm saying Asheville. Come well, on. I think the problem is that not a lot of people have heard of Asheville. Who hasn't heard of Asheville? I mean, we have, but... I have. Yeah. Come on. It's the beer girl lives there. I know. Everybody she, should know that. Yeah, it's on the map. There's some great beer there. There's some amazing beer there. We brought it home. We talked about that last week. Um, Anything else that we forgot to share last week about the wedding that we should be talking about? Please be my memory here. No, but you should definitely follow It's the Bigger, Beer Girl. Do follow It's the Beer Girl. Yeah. She's she's awesome. She's we had a great time. Yes. I want to go back and hang out some more. With her and the young Matt Hardy, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Lane. Um, and I want to notice, notice, want to mention more uh, close to home, did another interview recently, this time at the 1901 Speakeasy in Oxnard, California. I know what you're thinking. Oxnard? <laughs> that's that, what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It was, it was her first time going that deep into Oxnard. Yeah. <laughs> It was in Heritage Square, for those of you that know the area, which is like past the train station on B Street. And as you first get in there, it's like, oh, God. And then as you hit where 1901 is, it's this like oasis of nice. It's really nice. They have all these nice old historical buildings. Really nice. Anyways, did an interview with the GM, Jared, at the 1901 Speakeasy. And we did an all cocktail episode, no beer, which I think will be our first ever episode with no beer in it. So Mm -hmm. uh, he educated me on some cocktails and some spirits. We talked about his background, the history of the bar, and all that kind of stuff. So I think it'll be fun. At least I hope that you were there. Was it yeah, fun? It was awesome. It was really cool. And they also talked about the craft beer that they have on tap. They do have a pretty decent. They have a small amount of handles, but what they do have is a good list. And I think he tries really hard to get some local breweries and uh, stay true to that speakeasy style. Yes, which is kind of cool. and it's in a basement. Like, what's better than oh, a speakeasy cool. in a basement? So yeah, that whole square was really cool. Yeah, it was. There was like a wine tasting place next door. Wine tasting. Yeah, if they could just like airlift us into that square, that would be great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it was really good. Uh, Anybody else have any grievances or any beard things to talk about before we move on? Uh, I can share about me being how unresponsible. Oh, yeah. One of those. Yeah. Unresponsible? Unresponsible sober Scott is. Oh, (laughs) 
Drunk Scott is really responsible. He's off the rails. Uh, No, a couple weeks ago, I got a new set of tires for one of my vehicles. And Mm -hmm. one of the gimmicks was if you get a new set of tires, they give you a $30 gift card. Sure. Um, So I got the gift card. And so last Friday, I had to take the other vehicle in for an oil change. So while they're changing oil, I'm, you know, you know, doing stuff on my phone. I go, oh, I'll just, you know, activate this gift card. For some reason, it wouldn't activate on the phone. Mm. So I go, okay, I'll put it back in the envelope. And then later on when I get home, I'll just do it on the computer. And so then after the oil change, I went to like three or four different places to run errands and get some stuff and do things because I hadn't had a day off in like three weeks. So now I'm trying to do everything on all in one day. Right. So I get home. Okay, now it's time to activate that gift card. So I pull the envelope out and there's no gift card. <sighs> So I, I mean, I'm looking everywhere. I tore the car apart. I'm looking. I'm so finally I said I just got to start backtracking and go wherever where I went. And I did. There's like six or seven different stores, and <laughs> I look, you know, follow all my footsteps. And I go to the person in the store. Hey, make sure in a gift card because I'm stupid. Right. And of course, nobody did. No. Why would they? Yeah. So I mean, that was like an hour of my life. I'll never get back. Mm. So I finally just got home and called the company. And said, Hey, I lost a gift card. Oh, no problem, sir. Uh, let me look you up. They looked me up, and he goes, yeah, we see it hasn't been activated yet, so we'll just cancel it and send you another one. Oh, that's oh, good. Like, that's great. Well, why did I should do, I yeah. do that in the first place? should have started there. Yeah. yeah. What an idiot I am. I am. I'm very, I, I'll never be sober again. <laughs> <laughs> I learned my lesson. Lesson learned. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Old-timey word of the week. Earth bath. Earth bath. It's a grave. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Don't piss me off or I'll send you to your earth bath, <laughs> fool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Let's 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 class things up a bit. No one could blame you for bed swerving. It's time for Beer Babe of the Week. This isn't any less awkward than last week. <laughs> <laughs> Having Beer Babe of the Week. With Shannon in the room. Do you approve of this one? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. And she's got her life jacket. She does. She's a responsible. Very responsible. Responsible drunk boater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's why it's a PSA for everybody. Yep. Be responsible yeah. when you're drinking Absolutely. and boating. Absolutely. And she's not driving. She's not. She's, so she's not drinking she's, and driving. She's good to go. She's drinking and uh, life vesting. Yeah. Very responsible. Yes. Very responsible. Drink responsibly. Yes. And she is. And she's drinking a Cervejas Agres. Cervejas, yeah, Agres, A-G-R-E-S. Yeah. Never heard of it, but it uh, sounds like a tasty Mexican lager to have on a nice beachy day. Yeah. And you can follow her at Girl Beers World. All wow. one word. Wow, No nice. spaces. Done. I, I like it. Girl like Beers World. Because that's like a boy versus world mm-hmm. girl. reference, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I like now. it. Yeah, so yeah. Girl Beers World. Good job on that name choice. I like it. <laughs> Go give her a follow. All right, now it's time for a Tales. Does your cabbie make you queasy? <gasps> it's Tales from Uber. Oh, am I doing this one? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Dan, go for it. <laughs> uh, boop, this boop, is. Boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> this is a typical, uh, if you're familiar with L.A., this is a typical L.A. story. L.A. sucks, by um, the way. It was Sunday, early Sunday morning. Usually early Sunday morning, it's like nobody out on the road. Mm-hmm. And so I picked the gentleman up, and he's going from, I don't know, Ventura County to Bob Hope Airport, which is a Burbank, nice, usually yeah. a nice drive in Burbank. Yeah. If you're going to have to go to an airport oh, in the L.A. area, yeah. 
Well, actually, no. Go to LAX. Oh, God. <laughs> stay away from yeah. Burbank. Don't stay. tell them. Yeah, yeah. Don't stay tell them away. our Bur- secret. <laughs> Burbank's the <laughs> worst. What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, it's the worst airport I've ever been yeah, to. Yeah, all you non-LA people, go to LAX. It's <laughs> yeah. the best airport I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah. Just on that, so just convenient. Mm-hmm. So convenient. Yeah, does, let me tell you, it does not take an hour to go a mile and a half on the parking shuttle at no. LAX. <laughs> not at all. It's not what we experienced when we went to Asheville, not Nashville. Sorry, anyways, on your way to Burbank. Anyways, on your way to Burbank, and there's... Traffic was nice. The ride was nice. Everything was going good. And for those of you local in the area, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. When I made the transformation from the 118 onto the five brake lights, and we're all just stopped. And so we're sitting, and we sat there for one hour before Ooh. we actually started to move. It, it, long story short, there was an accident on the, somewhere on the freeway. They ended up closing the freeway. We had to get off of the freeway going the wrong way. Is a non ramp that we're getting off on and then go through all the city streets and find no, our way nothing back. Nothing like to the a U turn on a freeway. Oh, yeah. It was fun. And uh, so the guy obviously missed his flight and he was cool about uh, it. He's like, hey, shit good. happens, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not your fault. No. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's nothing you could do about it. And then one more quick story the idiot that complained about me, somebody made a complaint <laughs> to Uber about me for excessive lane changes. What? That's what, they, that's what it said. That's it's a like, thing? I. Was it Wiley? Did you pick up Wiley again? <laughs> the commission. I can't imagine. Because I, mean, I really haven't been driving a lot lately because I've been busy on my other job. Like like I said earlier, like 25 or whatever days without a day off. So yeah. it's been like two or three rides. So the only people I can think of is either, is the guy that I took to, to Bob Hope Airport in Burbank. And yeah, it was an unsafe lane chain because that's where the police were telling me to right. go. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. I don't think it was him. He's yeah. a pretty cool guy. So I, I don't know. What a wow, what a weird that complaint. A you weird know what? Complaint. It's people like that that cause the Uber drivers to drive slower, and I have a complaint. Because right. I hate when I get in, it's like 60 miles yeah. Yeah, per uh, hour. I think that's way more dangerous and scary. Oh, yeah. And you're sort of forced to make lane changes in LA. Yeah. That's natural. I yeah, mean- That's weird. I don't know what excessive is. I mean, I don't want to be that is old that person like, that's doing 60 miles an hour in the fast lane. Right. Uh, well, and is that just you changed lanes- too often or you like dove across lanes like what does that mean i mean, I don't know what the options are on uber but i would say there's a difference between excessive and unsafe because like if you get pulled over you can get pulled over for unsafe lane changes yeah. which yeah, would be like sure. diving across the freeway or like cutting people off so to right. me it sounds like you just made lots of lane changes not necessarily unsafe ones just yeah. many of them it, which yeah do you never said unsafe of, yeah. it said excessive which i mean like you said if you're in la it's you have no really choice unless you're right. just that's weird. Yeah. I bet it was somebody from Asheville. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They drive so slow. That's what we didn't talk about. Well, the speed, <laughs> speed limits are fifty out there. That is a grievance. On Let's have a grievance about that. Fifty on the freeway. Wow. Fifty. In some it, places it gets down to forty five. Also though, wow. the truckers are insane. Do like seventy five. Yeah. They don't give a shit out there. Oh yeah. awesome. my they're flying. I was like, well, the truckers are going twenty over. I'm doing thirty yeah, over. They don't care. They'll and Get out of the way because they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll just come over. Because out here in California, they go slow as fuck. Oh, right? yeah. The trucks yeah. are super slow. Do not get in the slow lane. You'll get trapped by truck. Well, and I think their speed limit is something like 55. It's lower it than the rest of car yeah, speed Yeah, here limits. speed limit for trucks is 55 where cars is 65 Yeah, throughout the state. Except for like on the five, we're in the middle of the state where there's nothing. I think we can go 70 and they can still only go 55 or maybe 60. 60. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, Asheville, speed limit, 50-55. Trucks are just flying down the highway. They don't give a shit. It was insane. I was like, well, if they're going that fast, so am I. <laughs> yeah. We were warned, though, that it was dicey with police. Like and speed traps? Like we speed didn't traps. see one cop on the highway, though. 
No, but definitely people pulled over. I it mean, not people, not cops that we were that were hidden. No, no, already pulled over. Yeah, they a were car. already pulling people over. Yeah, yeah, but goddamn, move your speed limits up. What year is this? Yeah, the gas shortage is over. It's not the seventies. Well, I'm sure the speed limits were put in place when cars could only do fifty. Yeah, back when they had Model Ts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think half Asheville still has Model Ts. However, in Montana, the speed limit's eighty. Yeah, love it. That's why Phil Jackson lives in Montana. <laughs> That's how he can be the Zen master. That's right. Because he's not doing 50 on a goddamn highway. <laughs> All right. That would be, that's was, the dream. It was infuriating. 80. Yeah. That's the dream. I guess we're going to move out to Montana, have a ranch, some horses. Oh, I mean, I wish. you're selling me. Yeah. So, it goes fast careful. as we want. Yeah. It I was w- like in the, it's, it was in the middle of the day on a Friday, and there's like nobody else on the freeway, and it, the speed limit is 80 miles an hour. I'm like, this is so nice. Oh, yeah. That's when you need a Tesla with ludicrous mode. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was talking to my buddy last week who has driven his boss's Tesla with ludicrous mode. He said it was so hard to control. He finally had to take his foot off the gas so oh. he could steer the car. <laughs> wow. Yes. Oh, God. That just holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> Cannot wait. Beer. We got beer in front oh, of us. Oh, hey. let's drink. Yeah, let's make a call of the pen. Bullpen for beer. Yes, he does. We are drinking Dogfish Head's American Beauty Pale Ale. 6.5% 50 IBUs has a 3.69 on Untapped and a 3.84 on Beer Advocate. From the brewery, says in 2013, we released American Beauty, a collaboration with the Grateful Dead. Dogfish Head and the Grateful Dead both built their followings by connecting directly with their fans, so we asked those loyal fans to help drive the beer's recipe. After more than 1,500 ingredient suggestions, granola came out on top. Granola. This year, American Beauty is back for an encore. Clocking in at 6.5 ABB to mark the year the Grateful Dead was formed, 1965, this psychedelic pale ale is brewed with granola and succulent wildflower honey and boasts malty and sweet notes of honey, toasted grain, and citrus. After one taste of American Beauty, there will be nothing left to do but smile, smile, smile. Available on draft and in six packs of 12-ounce bottles. Okay, so that description explains a lot for me. Uh-huh. Because I was getting a lot of, like, caramely, malty-ness from this beer. Mm-hmm. Um. It is the honey and the granola for sure that is causing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit darker than I would expect for a pale. Yeah, it's a little coppery in yep. color. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't get a whole lot of hops. So, nope. Well, I actually think this IBUs. is. I actually think this is really drinkable. I like it. I think because I like a maltier beer. I don't know that I would call this a pale. No. Well, if you just look at the stats, 50 IBUs and 6.5%, that's an IPA. Yeah. If you look at the stats, that that reads like an IPA. Now, it doesn't taste like either. No. As someone who loves a pale ale, I do not like this. I think it's like a hoppy ale, maybe. Yeah, it's got some hops to it. A little bit. I kind of like it. Oh. Like, I would drink it. Scott, what say you? <laughs> I like it. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't realize that it was supposed to be a pale ale. Yeah. I was thinking was my first drink was IPA. Well, and it almost, it's it tastes like fat tired and an IPA had a yes. baby. Yes. Oh, That's exactly. Yes. <laughs> right? That's the perfect description. Yeah. Fat tired and an IPA had a baby. 
And that's great because any everyone's had fat tire. So you right. all and know what we're talking IPA. about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do not. I mean, look, it's not a, a drain pour. I don't like it. I don't think it's very good. It's a little too caramely for me. It doesn't taste like a pale ale in the slightest. No, I wouldn't believe no. you if you told me this was a pale. I should have read Fat Tire's description. Oh, that would have been really that funny. That would have been funny <laughs> to see what you guys then thought of it. But uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry, Dogfish Head. While I love many things that you do, this is not for me. And uh, every now and then you got to come up with a non-winner. But I yeah. mean, you you two like it. So clearly I'm in the minority. Well, and I tend to think that Dog, well, for the most part, Dogfish Head is too hoppy for me mm-hmm. in general. Most the, of their beers, the 60, 90, 120s, they're all pretty hoppy. Yeah, they're they're crazy hoppy. Um, so I'm kind of happy. This yeah. is like a happy little happy, not so hoppy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's a 120 in the fridge. If anybody wants to not drive home tonight, <laughs> no big deal, right? Uh, all right. I know else? I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anything else we need to say about this beer? Should we move on to some booze news? Booze news it is. Let's news it up. Extra, extra, drink all about it. It's time for booze news. This one makes me smile. The TTB. You down TTB? Yeah, you know me. Thank you. (laughs) Slaps Constellation Brands with a $420,000 fine. Ooh. Which is about what Ballast Point is worth. <laughs> After issuing a $2.5 million fine to Heineken in April, I don't know why I got so high with that. <laughs> I guess it was Heineken. Heineken. Yeah. <laughs> the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, TTB, this month announced the acceptance of a $420,000 offer in compromise from Constellation Brands Crown Imports LLC. According to the TTB, between January 1st, 2016 and April 25th, 2019, Constellation used a third party to make illegal payments to retailers in an effort to secure draft beer placements. You cannot pay to play in beer. Boo, Mm -hmm. I don't like it. It's not clear which retailers were involved in the scheme. However, TTB spokesman Thomas told Brewbound that the agency's investigation related to activities in Illinois. A filing lists 131st South Dearborn Street, Suite 1200, Chicago, Illinois, an address belonging to Constellation Brands, as the location of where the violations occurred. The fine comes as the TTB has stepped up its policing efforts of the beer industry over the last year, collecting nearly $6 million in the process. Suck it, Constellation. You can't pay to play, bitches. (laughs) Yeah, that's just not fair. No. That's throwing your pocketbook around. Yeah, and uh, they apparently have a pocketbook because, you know, a billion dollars for... World's worst IPA. Sculpin used to be good. Remember that one yeah. time when Sculpin was good? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's super illegal, and, and uh, I'm glad they got caught. And it sounds like, I mean, we talked about Heineken a couple months ago and mentioned it here, they are definitely cracking down on that kind of shit. We talked about a distributor in Florida, too, who had gotten busted. So, uh, CBA, Craft Beer Alliance, the owners of Kona, Widmer, Red Hook, those guys, mm-hmm. um, their shareholders are pressuring the board to consider selling. A minority activist investor in Craft Brew Alliance has sent a letter to the brewery's board of directors urging the company to consider a sale. David Cohen, the founder of Boston-based private investment fund Midwood Capital Management, LLC, which owns about 2% of CBA's outstanding shares and currently has about $70 million under excuse me, management across 20 different small cap stocks, believes CBA must seek a sale to maximize shareholder value. Cohen's letter was issued about three months before Anheuser-Busch, which owns 31.3%, 
must make a qualified offer to buy the company for $24.50 per share or pay a $20 million fee as part of a 2016 commercial agreement. Citing last week's $300 million sale of Dogfish Headcraft Brewery to Boston Beer, uh, Cohen argued that the intrinsic value of Kona alone, excluding all other CBA brands, should approach the current qualifying offer threshold of $24.50 per share. His reasoning? If Dogfish Head sold for $1,000 per barrel and Kona is projected to make 505,000 barrels in 2019, the equity value of the Hawaiian-themed brand factoring in total debt ranges somewhere between $409 and $510 million. The mid-range standalone Kona valuation, Cohen argued, would represent a 53% premium to CBA's current market price. Uh, over the last year, CBA stock has traded between $13 and $20 and is currently listed at $15.33. So he wants it to sell to someone that is not Anheuser-Busch? Or Anheuser-Busch to buy it completely, I think, is also acceptable. I see. Uh, but he wants to sell it while it's still worth something. Because all the other brands, other than Kona, are going down. They're tanking. Yeah. They had to close the the Widmer Brewery. Uh, Red Hook's not been doing well for a yeah. while. So uh, I think his thought is like, we're busted unless we can make some money off Kona. I mean, Kona's still going strong. Yeah, it's making money hand over fist for them. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? A study shows that U.S. beer industry supports more than 2 million jobs. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, the U.S. beer industry was responsible for creating more than 2.19 million jobs that paid more than $101 billion in wages and benefits in 2018, according to a joint study released today by industry trade organizations, the Beer Institute and the National Beer Wholesalers Association. The biennial Beer Saves America report is a snapshot in time of the industry's current health and provides the industry with a tool and their advocacy efforts, uh, according to NBWE President Craig Purser. That's a lot of jobs. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. Uh, go beer. Hopefully that goes up from there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully breweries don't keep shutting down. True. Yeah. Yes, they need to keep merging, I guess. Yeah, and then, uh, it's got to survive. Fighting the good fight. Well, I think, you know, the neighborhood brewery seems to be going pretty strong. That really is the new model. Like, packaging is just not successful um, outside of your local area, unless you're the size of Stone or Firestone or something like that, or or Deschutes, uh, mm-hmm. being able to can or bottle and then sell nationwide just isn't the profit maker anymore. Well, even the big bigger breweries don't distribute as far. You know, they'll do a few states, but not. Well, Stone's pretty nationwide. Yeah, but Stone is Stone. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you're not that size of like a Stone or a Firestone, yeah, um, it's it's hard to you know Deschutes or whatever like well, but those even size Firestone breweries merged. Yeah, and they they had to merge. It's them and Duvel, and I think it's Cigar City. Oh, really? Uh, no, it's uh, Omagong Brewery. Omagong. Oh, okay. that's what it is. Excuse me. The things I need to remember. Uh, study shows that Britons get drunk more than 35 other nations. Not shocking. Really? Not sh- as someone who lived in England for a Not year. Not shocking. Not surprised. No. Drinkers in the UK get drunk more than any other nation in the world, according to a global survey. Britons reported getting drunk on average 51.1 times in a 12-month period, almost once a week. Uh, the report featuring 36 countries found. On average, respondents said they get drunk 33 times. Got drunk 33 times in the last year. This number was 50 times in the U.S. and 48 in canada the rate was much lower in other countries such as chile they got drunk 16 times uh the global drug survey more than 120,000 substance users worldwide also found that england has the highest rate of people having tried cocaine in the world oh <laughs> so okay. those british love their beer Man. and coke 
Wow. Yeah. If I moved there, I'd fit right in. (laughs) Where did Ireland fall in that, though? You know what? They did not say. Wow. Interesting. It was very interesting. I wonder if they couldn't get enough people to participate from Ireland. Maybe they're too drunk. (laughs) Or they did. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Or maybe they'd they'd skew the bell curve or something. And I don't know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was uh, quite interesting that British were the most drunk. I'm not surprised. Come on, America. Yeah. We got some work to do. Yeah. Don't let those Brits show us up. Yeah. Come on. We kicked their ass once. Drinking (laughs) drinking is a part of their lifestyle. It's a part of every social. I mean, first of all, they can drink at 18. Oh, wow. So they start drinking earlier. And at least from the people that I spoke to when I was there, drinking is, even as you're a child, your family gives you a beer in the house. Yeah. So it's really just that they have to wait till they're 18 to go to a pub and drink, but they drink at home. I want to drink at home. <laughs> you do drink at Oh, home. I do drink What are you talking right. about? <laughs> All the time. Yeah, well, we got some work to do. We got to catch up with those. No kidding. Those uh, Brits. Those limey bastards. Challenge <laughs> accepted. Yes. Uh, please, according to police, man drove drunk to pick up woman charged with DWI. <laughs> wow. Hackettstown, New Jersey. Authorities say a man drove drunk to a New Jersey police station where he was picking up a woman who had been charged with drunken driving. <laughs> Hackettstown police say 21-year-old Morgan Duran was arrested early Friday after a traffic stop. She was taken to the station where authorities say she contacted 24-year-old, 24-year-old Sebastian Rem to come pick her up. When Rem arrived at the station, authorities say he smelled of alcohol and they charged him with drunken driving. Both of them were eventually released to another driver. It wasn't known if they had retained an attorney yet. Good job, guys. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Super smart. Yeah, yes. take that, England. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you may be more drunk, but we have them. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say we have Florida, and I had to remind myself that wasn't Florida. That was New Jersey. New Jersey. I wonder if they're from Florida, because that was a very Florida story. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, it seemed very Florida to me, at least. So, uh, That's all we got. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Shannon, for breaking up the Sausage Fest. Happy to be here. Filling in those mighty shoes of one Dan. (laughs) So, uh, good job. Drink beer like a champ. Thank you. Good job. Thank you all for listening. You can find us at theunfilteredgentleman.com, on the social medias, at theunfilteredgentleman, and of course, Twitter, at unfilteredgents. You can leave us a drunk voicemail, maybe a drunk story, 805-538-BEER. It's 2337. I think that's everything. Be looking out for our upcountry and 1901 speakeasy interviews to be coming out soon. It's just about summertime. Hope everyone's finding some good, light, summery beers to drink. Let us know what you're drinking and what you're staying hydrated with. On that note, good night, everybody. Good night.